Please rise. Court is now in session. Welcome to the Great Trials Podcast bonus episode uh, here with uh, Steve and Yvonne and our guest, Brian Brown. Um, Brian, so uh, thank you for joining us for the bonus episode. Sure. So uh, we, the reason why we want to have this bonus episode is because this is the first time that we have been recording since basically the entire uh, world has changed and we're now, we all know what, uh, uh, I mean, Corona means something totally new now, uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, and, uh, and everybody's basically, um, you know, now changing the way um, you're, we're living our lives, changing the way that uh, we're uh, running our law practices. So, uh, so we wanted to do this bonus episode for our listeners about, um, you know, how this has changed the practice and maybe what things that we're all working on, just make this an open discussion, discussion uh, you know, that we think, you know, is working good or not working good or, um, you know, and, and how we're still able to, uh, to run our law practices. So, uh, so Brian, I know that's a very wide open, but, um, <laughs> how are, how are you dealing with, uh, with the changes since, um, since we're now, you know, basically all supposed to shelter in place? Uh, you're right. That's a big wide open question. And, uh, <laughs> Go my, my, <laughs> that's, uh, so Leah Barron, my partner who is really taking the brunt of this part of it with us, with our, with our practice. She's doing an, an incredible work on this, but we talk every single day about how we're dealing with this. So our office, and we have 23 people or so, including the two of us, uh, eight lawyers and the rest uh, support staff, paralegals and the like. And every single one of us now are working almost exclusively from home. Yeah. Uh, last Monday, I went out to Best Buy and bought laptops and monitors and stuff like that for people that didn't already have them at home. And now everyone can work from home. Uh, and that's what we're doing. We all can previously could remote into our, our desktops and things like that. Right. Uh, and that's what we're doing. Uh, we have... Uh, calls we have two different teams three different teams i'm sorry uh, lead paint team med mal team and nursing home team and we have team meetings every single day uh either by zoom or by conference call to talk about what's going on everybody uh, who's working on cases sends uh emails every day about what they're doing what they're working on what their projects are so lee and i can keep up making sure that people are being productive uh, we have a great team of people uh, in our office who we trust pretty much implicitly uh, to remain productive uh, in this incredible new environment we're all working on. And it's changing every single day. Every single day we're confronted yeah. with new challenges. Uh, and I know I'm talking a lot, but no. right now in Maryland, the chief judge, uh, Judge Barbera, has issued an order essentially closing down the courts. So there's no hearings, there's no trials, there's no settlement conferences or pretrial conferences, except for emergency matters, uh, domestic violence, protective orders, contempt proceedings, things like that. Uh, <clears throat> and, but 
The but is that all the deadlines on the civil side, and by the way, bail reviews, of course, people, their people's freedom are still going on. But on the civil side, while there's no trial dates, there's no pretrial dates, all the deadlines that we deal with as litigators, responding to motions, statute of limitations, they're all still ticking. Wow. And so, so lawyers who are dealing with uh, working from home with children around or lawyers that have health issues that are, make them immunocompromised, they have to deal with keeping up with these deadlines. And in Maryland, we're almost there with e-filing everything, which is great for those counties, those jurisdictions that are e-filing, but in Baltimore City, where a big part of our practice is, they don't have e-filing yet. So today, when I was downtown for a couple of hours only, I had to go across street to the courthouse and place something in a drop box because you can't walk upstairs to the clerk's office. Right. There's a drop box at the front door to the courthouse to file things. So there's all those issues with dealing with the practicing law part of your practice. Right. And then Leah and I and everybody else in the world are dealing with the business side of the practice, which is, okay, what settles cases? Right. Trial dates settle cases. Mm -hmm. But... There's no trial dates. So where's, you know, our, our carriers and defense lawyers, our cases still going to settle. So the flow of the cash flow continues to run. And so yeah. far we haven't run into that problem, but I can foresee that as a problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds very similar to uh, here, although uh, we did get an order from our um, uh Chief Justice at the Supreme Court, Justice Melton, that, um, that uh, and Yvonne, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, statutes of limitations have been told um, and uh, basically all deadlines have been uh, put on hold at least uh, through mid-April, I think, at this point, uh, and then they'll make another decision. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, I, um, uh, you know, nothing is getting tried right now, and, and, um, and I just had a, a a call with a, a federal judge where he said he just wouldn't feel right forcing, you know, 12 people to come in and sit next to each other. And, um, you know, and, and, and you probably, you know, wouldn't be able to force them to do that. I mean, um, so it, uh, you know, so nothing's getting tried. Um, and, uh, you know, we're doing the best we can to keep everything moving, but you know, when there's no real deadlines out there, I mean, there are still some, some discovery deadlines, but you know, hard to hard to get people to enforce those when um everything's sort of been put on hold um and i think to, to figure it out yeah yeah well and i think it's tricky i i think um if you're in this situation like we are in in georgia where there there are some statements about you know you're in there are things that you still can do but most of these deadlines are told at least until mid-april that order came out March 17th, I think. So then the days basically that it was told get added on after, um, I think right. April 13th, although that date could change based on um, what's been happening recently. But, you know, I think the thing is trying to push something, you know, as far as what the judge told you during the hearing today, Steve, you know, trying to push something right now 
is like, we still want to do the best for our clients and do the best for our business. But at the same time, we are in a totally unprecedented and kind of scary situation where, you know, we're trying to do our jobs, but I'm also trying to figure out like, how many paper towels do I have left? Like (laughs) how many, how many days could I eat? you know, just based on the food that I have and not having to go somewhere else. You know, these are just weird times. Do you want to be the person who's insisting on, you know, trying to stick with a certain discovery deadline when? Right. So it's a round world, right? And so, and we're all living in this together and we have to keep that in mind. Uh, So one of the things that we're doing in our office is using this as an opportunity to catch up to make yes. all of our cases in shape, you know, because when you're running around with all the deadlines and running to court and meeting with clients, you don't have that opportunity and you're putting out fires. And so one of the things that we're trying to do that Lee and I are trying to really uh, impress upon our, our, our great people is that let's make it so every one of our cases is tied up in a bow as best as it can be when all this subsides. Yeah. And if you do that, if you're ready, then we'll be okay at the end. And you're right. You can't make people show up to a 12 person deposition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not going to work. And so we're trying to avoid postponing trials that are way far out still, you know, trying to stick to those scheduling orders as much as you can. But we have a case that we were doing the day Benny essay of one of our experts in Florida on April 1st. Well, that's not going to happen. And, you know, so the good part of it is, well, maybe she'll be available to actually come live for the next trial. Day. Yeah. So, right. so that's the silver lining part of it. But you just got to work with opposing counsel and with the court because uh, we're all in this together. Yeah. And to your point, Steve, you know, it's a double-edged sword with the tolling of the deadlines. Because if deadlines are told, that means the flow of cases totally stops. Right. But on the other hand, you got the human side of it. We're dealing with all this. Do you really want to be pressed? Oh, my God, my motion for summary judgment response is due tomorrow. Right. So it's, 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 yeah. there's two sides of the same coin. Yeah. yeah, we we've we've basically instructed everybody in our office to to just let's just treat the deadlines, you know, as if they're all still there. You know, don't change anything, uh, meet all deadlines. But but I we've done the same thing. You know, this is a good time to, you know, take another look at your case. Uh, if you've got a motion you've been you know wanting to get out and just haven't had time to get to it, now's the time to get to it. Um, you know, I, I've, I've got a case right now where I've been wanting to read some transcripts from some other trials that you've been talking about. And so I've been able to actually take some time now to, to read those transcripts and, uh, which is, you know, helped a lot, but, um, but yeah, yeah. do what you can. Yeah. Discovery. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like this is the first time in ages that I've just been able to really like dig into the documents that are produced, you know, with the amount of time that, that they you always want to give them, but and eventually they get, but sometimes they get that time a lot closer to trial or when you're up yeah. against other deadlines. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Yeah. And then as far as, uh, you know, the business of everything, I mean, we, so we've been like you, uh, Brian, we've been doing a lot by Zoom. Um, I've been using Zoom uh, more and more. I mean, we, you know, we've always used it for the podcast, but, uh, but now we use it on a daily basis with meetings with uh, team members, meetings with experts, meetings with clients. Um, and so, and we, and we should point out real quick, sorry to interrupt you, Steve, but we should point out thanks to Raz, our podcast producer, we were already pros with zoom. Yes, so yes. <laughs> now we're teaching but, people how to use it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. By the way, <laughs> last Friday, we had a virtual zoom happy hour with our entire office, 20 some That's, people. That, that was awesome. Yeah. That, we did something is, very similar. And we are doing it again this Friday where, uh, where Yvonne has given us the assignment that we all have to, to uh, talk about the Tiger King that's on uh, Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. Don't, I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil. Okay, okay yeah. <laughs> Check it out. But, um, but yeah, and, and you know, one thing I, I you know, the, the phone system was an issue that we were a little worried about making sure that we still get phone calls. So we, uh, you know, all of the, with the voice over IP, all of them get forwarded to your cell phones, but we've also set up our uh, phone system within uh, two of our employees homes so that they could basically work as a switchboard and um, and keep handling phone calls yeah. we've done something very similar um, but yeah so it's um, you know and, and, and I, I will say that uh, you know people have been talking a lot about virtual mediations and I've seen people doing them I've got one coming up on the 16th and we'll see how that goes um, so uh, so yeah, it's just uh, it's a uh, it's a new time, and I, I you know we we had already done a lot of depositions by video conference. I, I feel like that's going to really you know be something we do even a lot more than we already do. Yeah, want, we uh, do the same. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead, Brian. Uh, so yeah, we've we've done depositions remotely even before all this happened when people are in different parts of the country, but. Uh, if you have a good deposition provider kind of, who does it, uh, there's a couple of places here who's actually had webinars about how to conduct a good remote deposition. Yeah, yeah. And in today's world, that's what you have to do. Even if you would rather be face-to-face -face with the deponent, this is what you got to do. Yeah. I, I will say, you know, and I guess the, that's one thing we haven't really talked about. I mean, the, I, I actually like um, – doing video depths a lot because for a couple of reasons, one, you know, I can sort of wherever I am spread out all my documents the way I want and then not worry about where they are and just go through them like I like, but it also forces you to get organized ahead of time, more organized than, than we would already would be, but to, you know, sort of get your, your documents ready that you're going to be using in deposition. And we usually try to send them out the day before, um, you know, pre-marked. So we know what, that um, yeah. we just sort of go through them, but it, it, it helps you, uh, I mean, it's more work ahead of time, but the depositions usually go very, very smooth. Yeah, I find the same to be true. But again, sometimes you really want to be face to face yes. with a defendant doctor, for oh, example, yeah. or something yeah. like that. No, there's I no, think, no doubt. I think there's also to this could just be how this could be me personally, or this could be I've done way fewer depositions than either of you. Um, and so I find them a little bit um, more intimidating, I guess. It's not the prep because I'm, I'm sort of doing that regardless so much as adapting on the fly or, or not being in the room with the witness. Sometimes I feel like that's a little harder, especially if you're um, not quite as experienced, but we're all going to have to get good at it. And I mean, the other side, is, the other thing is, I mean, we 
both of our firms have already been doing it. It's obviously sometimes for the time or expense of a case, it just makes sense regardless of whether we're sheltering in place yeah, or yeah, allowed yeah. to go places. <laughs> is there an order yet, by the way, in Georgia to stay, uh, stay at home? There is yes. in Atlanta and Savannah. There is one for Georgia that's a little... Uh, yeah. It applies to the medically vulnerable, basically the people who'd be staying at home anyway. Um, and then the cities of Atlanta, and I think Savannah too. Yeah. Did their- Savannah, Savannah did, yes. And, um, and I know some other uh, counties and cities have done it too. But, um, but yeah, um, there's not the kind of order out of our governor like you've seen out of uh, many other governors, um, you know, where basically uh, a shelter in place type order and, and you know, only essential uh, businesses. Um, but, um, but I, I think it's coming, you know, who, who knows, but, um, I, I think we're going to be dealing with this for at least the next uh, couple of months, uh, at a minimum. Yep. And we have to adapt and adjust and keep working for our clients. Yep. Exactly. I'm um, speaking of whose assistant was I hearing barking? Was that Steve's assistant or Brian's assistant? That was my assistant. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. Sorry I've never, that. no, I, I have never wanted a dog more than I do now that I'm <laughs> yeah. home all the time. Oh yeah. I was just jealous. I, I do have a dog who likes to bark, but I, I happen to be up on the third floor and he, he's down on the first floor. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I try to, you know, uh, close myself off. Just jealous. Je just jealous. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> well, um, well, this has been very helpful. Any other tips or uh, um, things that you are doing during this time that uh, you want everybody else to know about? Uh, just be flexible. Number one, uh, if you have uh, staff people with kids, understand that they need to be. You know, they need to know they need to be available most of the time during business hours. But if they need to put in time after the kids go down or early in the morning, you know, yeah. deal with it. So help, help them be productive because if they are productive, that's good for the clients and good for your office. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I want to remind everybody we've been talking with Brian Brown. Brian is a partner of Brown and Barron uh, in Baltimore, Maryland, and you can look them up at brownbarron, B-A-R-R-O-N.com. Uh, this has been a great discussion. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, have you reached a verdict? Thank you for listening to the Great Trials Podcast. You can visit us online at greattrialspodcast.com. We realize in the show that sometimes we use terminology that not everybody would be familiar with or that uh, we haven't uh, always explained every part of the jury trial process. So we've done two special shows, one on legal terminology, and Yvonne, that's going to be hopefully not that boring. Uh, we, we, we've uh, included a number of people in that so that uh, we can make that more entertaining and a show on the jury trial process. And we've also put uh, links to uh, those episodes on our Great Trials podcast com as well as a uh, glossary of the legal terminology on the uh, website yeah so check those out if you have a trial you would like to be featured on the great trials podcast or if you're a trial lawyer and you want to be on the show or if you're just a person who has something that you want to say to us please email us at info at great trials 
Note, if you have something mean to say, we don't have email. Right, exactly. <laughs> we only need a positive commentary. Yeah, we're fragile. Yeah. Um, you can also rate or review us uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever. Again, if you have something mean to say, um, our podcast is not available for review. We, we also want to thank uh, the people behind the scenes. Uh, one is Taras Misher, who is our uh, uh, podcast extraordinaire. Uh, he is from Podcast on the Go. And Allison Hirsch uh, from Capricorn Communications. She is a magician when it comes to putting these shows together and getting them scheduled. And this has been the Great Trials Podcast, and we appreciate your time and hope you'll listen again. Thank you for listening.